sponsored by Brilliant. Back in 2017, Apple deleted Touch ID and replaced it with Face ID. They didn't keep both. They didn't add Face ID to Touch ID. No, they went to the brave new world of biometrics and burned down the old one behind them. But the ashes had barely even settled before we started getting rumors of Touch ID's return. It's resurrection, not just in the new iPhone SE, which some people love precisely because it has Touch ID, but in the new flagship iPhones as well. So why would Apple kill Touch ID just to bring it back to life? There were fingerprint scanners before Touch ID, of course, but none of them were as elegant, as reliable, as secure as what Apple shipped with the iPhone 5S back in 2013. And that's how Apple typically rolls. They wait, they watch, they identify problems, they prototype solutions, and if and when they're happy, they ship. In Touch ID's case, Apple went with a capacitive scanner instead of an optical one, so it was harder to fool with an image or a prosthetic. Apple converted the fingerprint data into math, transited it through a lockdown hardware channel, stored it in a secure element inside their custom 64-bit chipset, never let it get off device, and only ever released a yes or no token through the system so individual apps couldn't ignore the results. This when, even years later, other vendors were caught leaving full fingerprint photos in world-readable directories on their phones and other fun stuff like that. But Touch ID still wasn't perfect. Far from it. It didn't work with gloves on or when your fingers were excessively dry or wet. And if you cut or burned your finger, you'd basically have to re-register with a different finger. And you had to physically touch the sensor for it to scan your fingerprint. Also, everyone started doing good fingerprint scanners eventually. So where's the flex in that? There were also face scanners before Face ID, of course, of course, but none of them were as elegant, reliable, or secure as what Apple shipped with the iPhone 10 back in 2017 either. Apple didn't scan the image of your face. They scanned the geometry, so the system couldn't be fooled by images or even masks, converted it to math, and then used an adversarial neural network to not only compare readings and models, but evolve them over time and challenge them to reduce the chance of future spoofing. This when other vendors were using scanners that could be fooled by photos and videos or wouldn't work in low light, much less in the dark. But surprise, surprise, Face ID isn't perfect either. Not at all. It doesn't work with the current medical face masks many of us are wearing or when the sun is blinding the camera or with sunglasses that block infrared light. And you have to stick your face in front of the camera for it to scan you at all. Also, other companies have now started shipping similar facial geometry sensors as well. So even that flex isn't just quite as flexy anymore. Now, one of the reasons Apple switched from Touch ID to Face ID to begin with was because they wanted to get rid of the home button that housed Touch ID and take the iPhone display corner to corner. They could have left the Touch ID sensor there and made a notch on the bottom to match the one on top. Yeah. Let that fester for a second. They could have moved Touch ID to the power button or to the back of the iPhone where the Apple logo is. But no, not Apple. They didn't like any of those options. So we got Face ID instead. Other vendors though also wanted to go edge to edge but didn't have Face ID as an option, not back then. So they started experimenting with something else, in-display fingerprint readers. That's when the components for the scanner are literally underneath the display. Now, sure, many of them already had their version of fingerprint scanners on the back or were planning to put them in the button. So they could have just left them there and gone about their full screening. But Android phone makers, they want to flex too. 
So first we got optical in-display fingerprint scanners, which had all the downsides of traditional optical scanners in general, including the need to light up the fingerprint to take a picture. And because they're only taking a picture, they're easier to fool with pictures and prosthetics, though they try to use hardware and software countermeasures to mitigate against that now. Then we got ultrasonic in-display fingerprint scanners. Those use sound waves to build a 3D model instead of a 2D image, making them harder to spoof. But all of those early implementations were kind of terrible, slow, unreliable, error prone. Over the last couple of years though, they've gotten better and better. Now, maybe, finally, good enough for Apple to copy. Back in January of this year, supply chain exfiltrator extraordinaire Guomingji claimed that Apple is readying a full screen entry level iPhone for early 2021 that would have touch ID, but not in the display in the power button, presumably because a now traditional capacitive fingerprint scanner in the button would be cheaper than either an in-display scanner or a face ID. And I'll do a whole video on that phone, a full screen LCD iPhone that would sit somewhere between the classic design of the iPhone SE at 399 and the all OLED iPhone 12 lineup starting at 649. So make sure you hit subscribe if you haven't already. But this is about the iPhone 12 or maybe 13 because way back in August of 2019, Guo also said that Apple was working on an ultrasonic in-display fingerprint scanner for the iPhone 13 in 2021. Guo figured that thickness, sensing area, power efficiency, and lamination would all be solved enough by then for Apple to implement their own in-display patents. Touch ID wouldn't be seeking revenge or anything and killing Face ID the way Face ID killed it, but rather it would be peace in our time, both Touch ID and Face ID living together in perfect harmony. Mark Gurman and Debbie Wu of Bloomberg followed up on that in September of 2019, saying Apple could ship the in-screen Touch ID system as soon as the iPhone 12 in 2020, but that it might, yeah, slip to the iPhone 13 refresh in 2021 instead. Also that it would work on a large portion of the display, which is handy when you don't have a precise, tactile, physical target, like a home button to feel and hit, and that it would work in tandem with Face ID, which could mean either or for added convenience or both for added security. And prior to Guo and Bloomberg, way back in March of 2019, Barclays analyst Blaine Curtis also reported that Apple would add ultrasonic in-display touch ID to the iPhone 12 in 2020. I'll give you my best guess as to when we'll actually see it in a hot minute, but I think it's inarguable that whenever we see it, Apple will have it augmented with those neural networks to make it both more reliable and more secure. And if you wanna learn how all of that works, check out Brilliant's new Introduction to Neural Networks course. It's amazing. For example, it shows you how you can wire up just 50 neurons and using that type of feedback, build a network that's capable of classifying handwritten digits, which is the same basic premise as fingerprints or facial geometry. Whether you're a student looking to get ahead while school's out, a professional who wants to brush up on the latest and most important topics, or someone who just wants to learn how pretty much everything in the future is gonna work, Brilliant is here for you. Especially right now, while so many of us are still stuck right here. To learn more, go to brilliant.org slash and sign up for free. Be one of the first 200 people, and you can also level up with 20% off the annual premium subscription. Thanks, Brilliant, and thanks to all of you for your support. Now. Given everything that's going on with closures in Chinese manufacturing centers and U.S. design and engineering centers, it seems unlikely we'll get Touch ID back this year and more likely we'll get it pushed back to next year. 
which is a huge bummer, I know, because it doesn't look like the need for masks and gloves is going anywhere anytime soon. And of course, you all know what I want by now. And that is for Face ID to take a glance of our geometry, Touch ID to take a bit of our fingerprints, Voice ID to take a bit of our voices, things like the motion sensors to measure our gates, and just use all of that to make a threshold of trust so that we don't have to work for the machine. The machine can work for us. But hit me up in the comments and let me know what you think. Touch ID back this year, next year, or never. Thanks for watching. And for more on the iPhone 12, check out my playlist right here or here. Just click and I'll see you next video.